Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. This is David Löbe, talking to Noodles of the Offspring for Rock Antenna. Um, I'm very excited. Thank you for, for taking the time today. Oh, my pleasure, man. Yeah, good to be here. Um, uh, let's cut just straight to it. I don't want to take up too much of your time. On April 16th, uh, you're releasing your brand new studio record, Let the Bad Times Roll. After all these years and records, are you still excited for the release day or is it routine by now? No, very excited. You know, and it's been a while. It's been nine years since we put out a record. And, and so it, it feels new all over again. Um, but I think really anytime, the, the, the deal is every time you have, we have like a, a bunch of songs here that nobody's heard except for us. And we think they're great. We're super excited, but the fans haven't heard them yet. So we're kind of, we feel like we're on ice, you know, and, 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 and we don't know if the ice is going to hold until the fans get a hold of it. And, and hopefully they, they like the songs that when then that, that'll mean the ice is thick enough and we're all good, you know, but if the fans hate it, then we're just going to fall through that ice and it's going to be miserable. That's kind of how it feels. Right. You know, uh, you don't want to be sinking in a cold ocean. You, you want yeah. the fans to, keep us buoyed by, by enjoying this, this music. So hopefully that happens. How's been the reaction to the first single? I think you can gauge a little how the fans are going to like. Yeah, the music. it's, it's been great so far. It really has been, been good. You know, you never know. Um, the, the song's got a really aggressive sounding verse and a, a poppy sounding chorus. Yeah. And, you know, we, we kind of did that too, to you know, because it works for the song, the meaning of the song, you know, and, and, uh, so we were, we weren't sure how how it was going to be uh, received, but it's been it's been really good. People people are enjoying it. That's good to hear. Always good to hear, yeah. and especially for you, I guess. Um, it's I'm been, still uh, on the ice, so yeah, <laughs> I'm still out of the water. <laughs> yeah, um, having been nine years since the last record, um, it's a lot of time to write new music. So when did you really start to write for the new record? Are there songs on it that are like from 2012, 2013, or is it more recent stuff? There's some stuff on here that's that's older that goes back, but most of it is probably the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. um, we really had a, a real productive time right up until the pandemic hit, and then even through the pandemic, we we knew we were close, and and we were looking to to put the record out sooner. But then the pandemic shut everything down. We were actually on tour in in South America when everything got shut down. We had to fly home. Uh, And so then we decided, well, we don't want to put this out in the middle of a pandemic. Let's take a look and tweak a few things here and there. We kind of gave the, the record another once over. And then, then we started recording Christmas songs and covering the Tiger King. And uh, eventually we realized, okay, man, we got this. This record's good. It's done. We need to just give it to the fans because uh, we need to know what they think. And uh, did you empty the vault or are there some songs left uh, from the writing process that maybe you could release in the future? No, we've probably got about half a record's worth of songs that are either finished or close to being finished. Okay. So um, I don't want to push it too far since the new record isn't even out yet. But um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, do you have a feeling if it's going to be like another nine years until you guys put out a new record or are you now in the swing of things and maybe... I don't know, some, time, some point closer. We, we kind of feel like the, the you know, you got to strike while the iron's hot and we feel like yeah. the iron's hot. You know, yeah, we're, we're working right now and things are good, so. Oh, hey, look who's joining me. Hey. Hey. Are you trying to start this without me? Look at it. David, this is, 
my friend Dexter Holland. Oh, I'll be yeah. honest. I've, I've heard of him. I've heard of him. Hi, <laughs> you may know him. Hi. Well, hello. Hello. I'm sorry I'm late, but geez. No problem. No problem. I'm sure it's busy, not even a month before the release of the new record, right? Yeah, it's pretty busy today. For sure. Today, today is one of the busier days. Yeah, for sure. But I'm glad you could join us. Um, mm-hmm. We haven't gone through too much. Um, and maybe I could ask you the next question. Mm-hmm. The title of the record and the first single, Let the Bad Times Roll. Can you explain that a little bit, how that title came to be? Yeah, I mean, that seems to sum up the world that we're living in right now. Let the bad times roll, that's for sure. I mean, I think on the one hand, it seems like we live in a time where our, our leaders are uh, not trying to solve the problems. They're trying to escalate problems. It's like if there's a fight, they're going to make it a worse fight or a worse whatever. And, and I think that's trickled down to where you have people in our country or other countries that if there's a fight going on, they're going to make it. Well, let's bring it on. Let's make it worse. Let the bad times roll. If they keep the if they keep the people divided, it's easier for them to yeah. keep their positions of power. Motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I crushed them. Let the bad times roll. Bring it on. Yeah. So I don't know. That's one way of looking at it. I guess another way of looking at it is to say, well, at the same time, we have to step back and go, well, look, if we can't change what's going on, we kind of have to say, eh. Whatever, bring it on. Let, yeah. let the bad times roll. I guess. I mean, you can only you can only wallow in the shit so yeah, much yeah. before you have to get on with your life, you know. And all right, fuck it. Let them let them roll. Let them roll. You know? So it's like conceding, throwing your arms up in the air, and saying, "Ah, fuck it. I don't even know what to do." And let's just, dance, motherfuckers. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. All right. Let's all right. Drink. I get it. Um, I actually had a chance to listen to the record um, already, which is which is great because it's a great record. Um, oh, I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, musically speaking, I feel like this is just a classic, The Offspring, straight punk, no bullshit, let's do this rock album, maybe except for, you know, the, the Gone Away Requiem, of course. Um, was that your intention with the new record? Just straight, go in it, punk, loud, hard? In a way, yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we knew that it had been nine years since we'd put out another record, and we wanted our fans to know, hey, man, this is still who we are. Um, you know, at the same time, there's a song with horns on it, you know, and then there's the the uh, piano version of Gone Away on it. Um, there's some that are diff- different for us, but but all the rest is pretty much, a, a, I mean, and we always, there's a certain kind of music that, you're always going to find plenty of on a, on an offspring record, you know, the hard, heavy bass drums, guitar with, you know, a melodic song behind it. And yeah. you're always going to find that. But I think maybe, maybe we did that a little extra on this record. I think it comes across overall as a more straightforward. Offspring extra, album. extra offspring. Yes. extra. extra. <laughs> 20% more <laughs> offspring on this offspring record. Um. <laughs> Dexter, you actually uh, said in the interview that you guys are not a political band, but um, I felt like in songs like This Is Utopia or Hassan Chop, I kind of felt like a little political criticism towards <laughs> you. <laughs> 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 kind of similar. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I would say that look, we're commenting on the world that we live in, right? The the political part is side is part of it. Um, it's not really who we are but how could you write about what's how could you do an album and not write about what's going on in the world right now yeah, it would seem dishonest to not address some of this shit yeah but it's more a reflection of of who we are like who we are the way we see the world rather than being 
overtly or intentionally political. We always, I mean, we grew up in a scene that, that did have a lot of overtly political bands in it. Um, yeah. And, and sometimes that was great. Sometimes that was fine. Sometimes it was kind of like, yeah, 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 we get it. You know, we, we don't need to be preached to or preached at, you know, we, even when you agreed with them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, especially when they would stop in between songs and just try to tell us how mm -hmm. to live our lives. Then that, mm -hmm. that was really frustrating. It's, it's, freedom, yeah. it's freedom of speech, not freedom to preach. <laughs> you like that? I must take that one in my pocket and pull it out later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and you guys don't preach. It's 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 a difference between preaching and just uh, stating facts and describing what's going on around you. I think that's a big difference. You kind of broke up at the beginning of that that oh, question. Um, I was saying that that you guys aren't preachy, but that you're uh, stating what's what's happening around you, and I think that's the big difference. And we kind of like ask questions about, hey, can you you know. What is this? What is going on here? You know, we do kind of put it like that for sure. But yeah, we definitely observe what's happening in the in the world for sure. But would you say just is it really worse today than it's been 10, 20, 30 years ago? Because I think I feel like everybody's saying, ah, nowadays everything is so shit. Is it is it do you really feel like today's time is it's I know pandemic and all, but aside? Yes. Yeah, I think it's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> we thought it was bad when we wrote shit is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just, I don't know. Maybe you're onto something. Maybe we just, we always expect things to get better. And when they don't, we're thinking, you know what I don't want to do? And I don't think we've done that yet is I don't want to be turned into that guy who's like, get off my lawn. You know, <laughs> like the old guy's like, you know, who at the same time says, man, you got it easy, you kids these days when we were kids, you know? Yeah. So, no, I think there's some serious issues happening in the world. You know, the pandemic, of course, is is a big one. I look forward to getting the pandemic set aside, you know, getting through that so that we can start addressing some of the other issues we see, some of the social injustice, the uh, economic injustice, the some of, you know, I think we see some really serious attacks on democracy, uh, not just abroad, but here in, in our own country. So I'd like to see people start supporting democracy more. Um, yeah. I actually really love your background. Where are you guys right now? This is our studio. We did do a little bit more decorating in here. We put up some drapes uh, on the walls, but this is actually the studio where we did this record. Oh, oh, awesome. Yeah. This is so, our board. Um, it's our home studio here in Huntington Beach, California. And Bob Rock just came by. Bob, but this is where Bob, yeah, he shows up. He usually uh, will stay at a local hotel. And then we meet here in the mornings and work until evening. And, and uh, yeah, the other, there's all, this is the control room. We have a, the, the soundproof room out there with all the amps and, and uh, drums and stuff. And we've got like a kitchen and a TV and couch out in the other room out there. Any beer in there? Tons of beer in there. Yeah, <laughs> tons of beer. Of course. Uh, yeah. Always have to ask. Um, what I was wondering, how, how hands-on is Bob with you guys? I know some producers are more hands-on, more hands-off. How involved is he with, with the writing and the mixing and stuff like that? I mean, always there. Yeah. Yeah, always. Yeah. I've heard stories of producers that kind of, they more check in. Yeah. But that's, uh, that, that's not how Bob works. He's there every every day. Yeah. I mean, I, I write 
on my own, I generally bring ideas to the studio. So, um, he, so, you know, there's usually something going on before we all get together, but he's but always there. But you always run the ideas by him. You know? For sure. We hash yeah. out ideas yeah. as well. Um, I even, I, there's a good story. I, I remember once I said, okay, you know, Bob, I'm going to, how about if I'll put some demos together and then when you come in, we can start working on it. And he goes, I'll sit around while you do the demo. If you want, like he actually wanted to be there while I was putting together the yeah, studio. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, I'm just going to be doing a drum machine for a few hours. Goes, no, that's all right. I'll sit in it. So like, he's happy to get right in it with you from the very beginning. Yeah. Which is so great. <clears throat> oh, sorry. How was it that you guys actually got together? I think it was the, the, not the last record, but the one before, right? Right. Yeah. We were looking for a producer for, for rise and fall. And, um, it was really kind of the label suggested a few different people. We talked to Rick Okasik at one point and uh, oh, I forgot the other guy's name, but Bob was one of the names that was brought up and we just spoke over the phone and I liked him over the phone. So I went out to Hawaii and met with him and we just kind of hit it off right away. And what do you think makes such a good fit between you guys? What, what is the chemistry? I think, you know, what a lot of people don't know is that he, Bob got his start really in the Vancouver punk rock scene. Okay. Um, so, you know, you ask him, how did the, how did the sex pistols get the sound on Nevermind the Bullocks? And he, he knows as a guitar player, he knows exactly what they did and how to get that sound. Um, mm. He played in a band called the Payolas in, in uh, Canada and, and they had some success all, all over the world really. But because they were new wave, they were kind of relegated to playing with other punk bands and in punk clubs and stuff. And so that's kind of where he grew up, even though people know him mostly for a lot of the, the work he w did with metal bands like Metallica and Motley Crue and, uh, you know, bands like that. But he's also worked with like uh, Michael Bublé, you know, he's, he's done, he's a yeah. very, really, you know, got quite a, quite a varied, uh, you know, uh, amount of work. Yeah. In background. So Eddie's um, just cool as shit. He's just a nice guy. He is a nice guy. <laughs> so, yeah. I just uh, I just remember him from uh, from the Metallica documentary when he was uh, doing the Black Album, and I think right. uh, the documentary, the Saint Anger documentary, where he was kind of a therapist between the guys. Um, did he ever have to like counsel between you if you have a fight? No, we we actually all got along really well with him, and I think maybe. I don't know, maybe, maybe that's kind of one of the reasons why we click so well is, I don't know, we, we, we don't need therapists between <laughs> us, you know, we just do just, yeah. just click well with him. Um, I mean, there's been times where we're trying a song, like, I'm trying to think of an example, I saw a couple of records ago, a lot like me, whatever. It was a challenging vocal. The verse was really low and then it was getting really high and, I was having a, a tough time with it. And you start to get bummed. You can't help but internalize this. Like all of a sudden I'm having a bad day and he can see it all going downhill. And he'll actually, he knows how to stop and say, let's take a break and let's just, you know, shoot the shit for a little yeah. while and talk. So he knows how to, how to be that, that counseling guy if you need to. And if you're doubting yourself, but he thinks you're, you're on the verge of something, he'll support you and keep, keep boosting you. If you're doubting yourself, And you're right to be doubting yourself. He'll let it go. <laughs> I think, right? You know, um, and maybe, go, yeah. but but steer you in, in a, maybe a different direction too. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I've been I've come in to sing and had it be like it just it's not sounding good. And I feel like I'm not going. And I've had him go, "Don't quit on me, Dexter. Come on, stay with me, stay with me." Because sometimes your your voice will come around after half an right, hour. Right. And I've had it go the other way where it seems like it's not. He goes, 
Yeah, you're sounding a little hoarse today. I think we should. I think we should hang it up. Yeah. So he has been your rock for the past few albums. Yes. See we see our rock, but sure. <laughs> see what I did there? Just kidding. But I said rock. Yeah, like that. Um, are you guys planning to release any more singles before uh, April 16th? I don't know. Yeah, that's um, a good question. We want to release a, a few singles on this record for sure. And I think when the time is right, um, we'll do that. Uh, we just put out the video for Let the Bad Times Roll today. So I don't know if we'll have time to put out something before the record. Yeah, it seems like at this point it would be pushing it, but we definitely have singles, I think, on this record that... Mm -hmm that we want to get out there. Mm -hmm. Are there any songs you guys are particularly excited about on the new record? Yeah, a lot. I mean, it changes <laughs> from day to day. Um, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's going to be at least one more video on this. Um, and then, but then there's other songs that I, I, I hope do can go to radio and do well or radio, whatever accounts for radio now, you know, it's, it's always <laughs> a different world. Yeah. You know? yeah but a lot this is not utopia i keep on going back to i just like that it's a, a punk behind your walls for me is one of one of my it's favorites on this it's a it's a little bit more of a serious song a little more straightforward rock you know but but i think it's great i love the opioid diaries um i don't know oh. the con the song kind of uh it kind of hit i don't even really know why it just hit it off with me i just Thanks. kept yeah, listening we, again we've been and again playing that one live actually for a couple of years now Oh. Um, we started, we, we thought that would be a, a good one. If you're going to do one live that they haven't, the, the people haven't heard yet, the fans haven't heard, that'd be a good one to go with. And, and we've been doing it. It's been going over well with the fans already. Yeah. Even um, though they, they haven't heard it yet. Can you explain to me what the song is about? Because the title kind of strikes a very strong image. Well, it's really about the opioid crisis that we see happening here in the United States. Um, you know, with the, the, the rise of uh, pharmaceutical painkillers that are opiate-based and addictive, highly addictive. And they were marketed as being non-addictive, uh, you know, by the companies that made them and marketed them. And uh, so instead of just countercultural people experimenting with heroin, you know, in, you know, in the back alleys, it's everyday Americans getting strung out on drugs that they had no idea they were going to get strung out on. They weren't trying to experiment with drugs. They, they thought they were taking something that would benefit them. That's what they were told by their doctors and their doctors were told that by the companies themselves. Mm -hmm. And really they're being given this highly addictive drug. Um, I don't know that we see that so much in, in other parts of the world. It's certainly a, a big uh, issue here in the United States. It is. I mean, people are overdosing and then you add fentanyl once they get addicted to Oxycontin or whatever, then they then they switch to cheaper street drugs like heroin. And then they're getting fentanyl mixed in with that. And they're overdosing at rates that we've never seen. I mean, mm -hmm. just really astronomical rise yeah. in, the, in the rates of overdoses. Well, the sad thing is that there are alternatives. I mean, you guys are in California. I don't have to tell you about marijuana or CBD. So, um, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think you know people need the the hardcore painkillers that that they're that were being marketed. You know, right? I, I honestly saying. don't think that. Yeah, and I don't think. I mean, I don't know. I I I don't have a problem with pot. I like I like weed. I think it's fun, but I don't know that it's the miracle cure that some people no. make it out to me. You know? No, I don't think so. I, yeah, I think people try to promote that in countries where it's still need to be legalized. Here in Germany, for example, people are pushing all oh, this miracle drug 
Oh. Is it not legal in Germany yet? No. Oh, okay. Well, oh. No. No. I know that when we would, gosh, our earliest days in Germany, everyone smoked hash in Germany. All the time. Yeah. yeah. They do. It's not legal. <laughs> yeah. 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 Guys, I think we're coming up on time. Um, I thank you very much for taking the time today. I enjoyed it very much. I'm really looking forward to everybody hearing the new record on April 16th. Yeah. Um, thank you, David. It's a pleasure talking with you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rocking podcasts.